Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 614. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got some strong words from the Word of God for you today. And we've got some letters and music. But right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask him to anoint this program. Father, anoint this program. Uh, don't let any stone be unturned in this program, Lord. Uh, show people in this program the reality, the truth of the Word of God, and that they cannot throw away any of the fragments of the Word of God anymore uh, than they did the 12 baskets full of fragments of bread that were left after you fed the 5,000 men and the countless women and children. Because every fragment, man does not live by bread alone, carnal meat, but by every word which is meat and blood that was spoken by the Almighty God, yourself. Lord, uh, anoint and uh, open up the kingdom of heaven and uh, open up everybody's heart and their spirit and their soul to receive the life-giving words that you give me. Lord, and let it register into their hearts and their spirits. Let them eat it up like the most important meal that they've ever had in their life. Bind Satan, open doors for us, and in more, lots of finances so we can get this job, this clean-up job of all the evil in this world done quickly. I pray it in Jesus' mighty name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now, let's see, we've got uh, some music here, and it's called, uh, you know, the big chariot that comes down to pick you up your spirit when you've served the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and applied the Word of God into your life. It's called the Sweet Chariot, and this is myself with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet to sing it for you. Swing down, Sweet Chariot. You swing down, sweet chariot, stop and let me ride. Swing down, chariot, stop and let me ride. Rock me, Lord, rock me, Lord. How many years you are? I got a home on the other side. Don't you swing down, sweet chariot, stop and let me ride. Swing down, chariot, stop and let me ride. Rock me, Lord, rock me, Lord. How many years you are? I got a home on the other side. Well, 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 Ezekiel went down in the middle of the field. He saw an angel working on a chariot wheel. Wasn't so particular about the chariot wheel. Just wanted to see how a chariot feels. Now don't you swing down, sweet chariot, stop and let me ride. Swing down, chariot, stop and let me ride. Rock me long, rock me long. Well, 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 Ezekiel 
crew went down and it got on board. Chariot wasn't bumping on down the road. Zeke wasn't particular about the bumping on the road. Just wanted to lay down his heavy load. Why did you swing down to chariot stopping? Let me ride. Swing down chariot stopping. Let me ride. Rock me long, rock me long. Come and easy well. I got home on the other side. Well, I got a father in the promised land. Ain't gonna stop until I shake his hand. Rock me long, rock me long. Come and easy well. I got home on the other side. Why don't you swing down chariot stopping? Let me ride. Swing down chariot stopping. Let me ride. Rock me long, rock me long. Come and easy well. I got home on the other side. Why don't you swing down sweet chariot stopping? Let me ride. Swing down chariot stopping. Let me ride. Rock me long, rock me long. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I've got a home on the other side, and so will you if you do not reject any of the words of the Lord. And uh, like they did in the sixth chapter of the book of John, uh, the Lord says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, and drink his blood, you have no eternal life in you. Well, now they said, this is a hard saying. Who can accept this? Well, there's a lot of other hard sayings in the Bible. But this for sure was uh, the one that distinguishes people that are really of the Lord and people that are of the Antichrist. If you don't drink, eat the flesh, the word of God, and I'm talking about all the word of God, like I did about two or three tapes and CDs on um, the very controversial subject of um, people who have become the fathers of many children that had many wives. That's part of the Word of God. You have to eat that up because it's part of the bread of life. Um, verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man. Now, that's the Word of God. The Bible says that Jesus is the Word of God. If you don't eat the Word of God and uh, drink his blood, which is his spirit, you don't have any life in you. Now, here's all these patriarchs like Moses, who I read the other day that had three wives, and I told you where the scriptures were confirming that. And then David and uh, Gideon and so many others in the Bible. Now, the Lord does not require that people become polygamous, and most people should never be a polygamist or have many wives. But if you say that that is not of the Lord, then you're a devil. You just are naive or a devil. Because it's plain that the word of God is the uh, Lord's flesh. And his blood, the life is in the blood, which is the spirit. These uh, scriptures, all of them were given by the Holy Spirit. Now, whosoever eats my flesh 
and uh, drinketh my blood. This is uh, verse 54. We did this the other day, but I never explained it in this particular way. Because it takes time for people to receive the word of God. Because uh, they've been schooled in Antichristism for so long that they actually think that Antichrist is holy and that the word of God is unholy. And the Lord stated that in the last days he would, uh, uh, people would uh, make uh, evil out of that which is good, which is the word of God, because there's none good but God. And then they would make uh, the word of God <coughs> evil. Excuse me, I've got a cold, somewhat of a cold here, and the devil just pies me every way that there is. Whoso uh, eateth my flesh and drinketh, this is verse 54 of chapter 6 of John, drinketh my blood, has eternal life. Well, eating his flesh is uh, also eating the word of God. And the word of God does never, the law of Moses never condemns a man that has many wives or even had two wives. Samuel's father had two wives. Samuel was another great man that came from a polygamist or a, uh, his father had two wives. Okay, so you have to eat that, eat the Lord's flesh. If you say, well, that's the Old Testament, well, <laughs> no, it isn't only the Old Testament. The book of Revelation states that the tribes of Israel, that is the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, Israel was Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob, with his name by God, was changed to Israel. And he's Jewish. And... Uh, he had two wives and two concubines, and the 12 tribes of Israel came from his loins. So if you think that's evil, well, then you're not going to make it into the kingdom of heaven because that, that happens to be the flesh of the Lord. Whoso eateth my flesh, that's the word of God, and drinketh my blood, which is the spirit, has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Now, I'm not saying that people should uh, become, uh, have many wives, because most people can't even support one wife, and they can't even uh, support their children. If you knew the statistics of people that are like infidels because they don't support their children, and they use as an excuse to not support them, that work is tough to get nowadays. Well, the Lord says, um, verse 55, if you're working for the Lord, there's no unemployment problem in the Lord. And you'll always be able to take care of children if you're in a true church of the Lord. The Lord says, verse 55 in chapter 6, for my flesh is meat indeed. In other words, my word, uh, the bread of life, is flesh indeed. The Lord left his peace with us, that means his word with us, because if we believe his word, then we're going to have peace. And he says, my blood is, uh, which has the life of God in it, which is the spirit, is drink indeed.
Verse 56, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood. In other words, those that believe every word of God so that they can absorb the uh, life-giving spirit into them. He that eateth my flesh, in other words, he receives a whole word of God and uh, drinketh my blood, the spirit dwelleth in me and I in him. Verse 57, as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, in other words, the word of God, and the Bible plainly says that the word became flesh. Wow, the word is now flesh. Uh, you could read that in chapter 1 of John, uh, chapter 1, verse 14, and the word... The first uh, verse is, in the beginning, God was the Word. So the Almighty God is the Word. So you can't shuck the Lord or the God of uh, that created the heavens and the earth and every one of us. So he's the Word, and you must receive him, the Word of God, all of it. As the living Father has sent me, and verse 14 in chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God, and the, uh, verse 14 in chapter 1 of John says, and the Word became flesh. So, of course, Jesus says, I, the Word of God, am flesh. And I only came here to transmit to you folks out there in this listening audience and everyone in the world, my will, my word. And if you're ashamed of my word, which is me, then I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father and the holy angels. So, of course, he shed his blood also, and water came out and blood came out of his side. As the living father has sent me the word, and I live by the Father. So the Father sent him, and he, in verse 14, says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. So the Word, in the beginning, was the Word, so it was God himself, the Word of God that lived among us. So he is called the Holy Father. I live by the Father, the Spirit. So he that uh, eateth me, in other words, the word of God, the bread of life, uh, the uh, word made flesh, even he shall live by me. Verse 58, this is that bread which came down from heaven. Uh, I came down from heaven to dwell among men. I, the word of God, have come down to dwell among men. Now, the word of God was given to the prophets of old that believed the word that didn't shove it aside in disgust. Because those of you that shove aside the word of God in disgust, you will be shoved aside. And not only that, cast into hell. Because the word of God is God, and the word of God is what created the heavens and the earth and the fullness thereof. Yeah, in the beginning, God created. God, the word, created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. 
And the Lord spoke words. He spoke Jesus into action and said, let there be light. And instantly there was light. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna. Don't get it confused that the manna that the Lord sent down was the same manna that I am. And these your ancestors ate uh, that manna and they are dead because that manna didn't have uh, eternal life in it. He that eateth of his bread, of this bread, shall live forever. This bread, what is bread? bread is he talking about? Himself. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 59. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. And I read this again, but it's important for you to read it again and again. Now, I keep hearing today that the Pope is coming. The media is just delighted because the uh, government is not supposed to pay any attention more to one religion than any other. And yet, uh, what the government, this Antichrist government, does is they put every true church down and they exalt the Pope. Now, the Pope is afraid to die, otherwise he wouldn't be riding around in a Popemobile with all kinds of bulletproof glass in it and armor. And he's afraid, just like John Paul II was, because they're homosexuals, and that is against... Now, remember, you have to swallow to eat the whole word of God. Uh, homosexuality is of the devil. And if you believe in that and you receive that, and you do that, there's no possible way that you can get into heaven. You say, well, what about if they repent? Well, we all know that that is true, because I've preached that so many times. Uh, many, therefore, of his disciples, and he had more than 12 at this time, when they had heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can bear it? This hard saying where it says David, uh, God's apple of his eye, was correct, totally correct, with the exception of the case of Uriah, where he married his wife. That is a no-no. That's adultery. But marrying, having one, more than one wife is not adultery. It's not fornication. If you're supporting them and you love them and you uh, keep them, uh, this is not adultery or fornication, and there's nowhere in the law that the Bible that God ever said that no polygamist shall enter the kingdom of heaven. As a matter of fact, there's almost a 70 to 90 or even a 100% divorce rate among single uh, marriages where they're just uh, one wife. But in polygamous families, there's rarely, it's like less than 2% of them that uh, fall away. Because the man is not on the streets like the men that are married to one wife looking for other women. They're at home, and they take care of their children, and they take marriage very serious. Verse uh, 61, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at 
it as they do uh, polygamy in the case when God tells somebody to be a polygamist. Uh, he said unto them, does this offend you? Does the word of God offend you? Have I done something wrong to you people? I'm telling you that I'm the word of God. I'm God. You're supposed to eat my flesh. I'm the bread of life. Verse 62. What then if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up, and they did see that, ascend up where he was before. Will that change your mind? If you saw me ascending into the kingdom of heaven like Jesus did, and as you will see the two witnesses, the Lord did that to show everybody that he is God. Nobody's ever witnessed anything like that. Verse 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth. All right, you say, well, Elijah was seen going into the kingdom of heaven. Well, but Elijah was in Christ. Elijah had to come back and die. Jesus said, I died once, and I am alive forevermore. I'm not going to die anymore. So everyone that receives all my words are going to have eternal life. Everyone that eats me, the bread of life, the words that I speak are spirit, and they are alive. It is the spirit that quickeneth, that uh, is the life giver. The Holy Spirit is the life giver. And the flesh profiteth nothing. Uh, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Verse 64. But there, so the words, the entire word of God is Jesus. And he said uh, to David, he said, Why have you taken this man's wife? I gave you the wives, plural, of Saul, and I gave you the daughters of uh, Israel and Judah. And if that had been not enough, I would have, if you would have just asked me, I would have given you as many as you wanted. So why did you take this man's wife? This is the word of God. This is the bread of life. Now you have to receive it. This the same as you have to receive that we have to eat his flesh, the word of God, and drink his blood. If you don't, we have to receive the whole word of God. Verse 64, but there are some of you that believe not. Well, the Bible says, Jesus said, those that believe shall be saved. And those that don't believe or those that doubt shall be damned throughout eternity. Now receive those words because they're true. Now if you're committing adultery or fornication, you're going to hell unless you repent. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. The, the doubters, the ones that are going to spend eternity in hell. And who should, who he knew who the one was that was going to betray him. And he said, therefore, said I unto you, that no man can come unto me. I'm reading right from the King James Version of the Bible. Except it were given unto him of the Father. So the Lord gives us faith. To believe, because without faith, it's impossible.
to believe God to be saved, it's impossible to be healed. Now, verse 66, this is John 666. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Well, we walk with Jesus uh, or else. Now, uh, to show that it didn't uh, rattle him at all, verse 67 says that he goes to the disciples that he first called and said Jesus unto uh, the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. So that's it. Only Jesus is the bread of life. Only he is the drink, the Holy Spirit. And we believe and uh, are sure that thou art the Christ, that Christ, the Son of the living God. Um, And they answered the Lord. Jesus answered them, saying, Have not I chosen you, twelve? You didn't choose me. I chose you. And do I not know that one of you is a devil? All right. So um, that is the consensus of it. Either believe or take a hike. Uh, It's either the Lord's way, God's way, or the highway. Now, you people think you're goody two-shoes because you don't believe the Word of God. The Bible says that you're not any of those things. Okay, now we have a couple of letters, Sharon. Where's the first one from? From Ghana, Africa. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Pastor Tony, I'm very glad to pen you this letter. I hope you are doing well, as I am also doing here. The main reason of writing you this letter is that I want to thank you for the work God is doing through you. May the Lord reward you in all ways. Pastor, people are getting salvation through your materials. In fact, people that worship other gods are now born-again Christians. Many people are rushing for your literature and newsletters. The last time I wrote a letter to you, you sent me the Messiah book. It really built my Christian life. And this book is doing miraculous things in this town. Well, this Messiah book uh, tells of the 333 prophecies in the Old Testament that predict the way that Jesus will be born, when he will be born, uh, what he will do, uh, that he would be betrayed, sold for 30 pieces of silver, and be nailed to a cross and shed his blood for the remission of all of our sins. And all these things were accomplished by Jesus and many more. I just mentioned four or five of them in the New Testament. Okay, then what? This book is doing miraculous things in this town as well as attracting people to God's kingdom. May the Lord open the door of prosperity in your life, your family, and your ministries. Yours in Christ, Aaron Azue from Nkwanta, Ghana, Africa. Well, to me, prosperity is winning a lot of souls and to be able to continue on in the spirit uh, as the Lord called me in the Spirit. And he's shown these things to me. And people would be uh, doing very well to believe because I've given you Bible scriptures. They're in the Bible and they have not changed like the Antichrist says they have. 
You notice also, I told you before, how that the media and the government exalts the Pope, which they're not supposed to do. I mean, this man is one of the most, uh, if not the most vile creature on the face of the planet. They, uh, he, they, one side of his mouth says, we're trying to do away with homosexuality, but he himself is a homosexual. And they said, you know, men have so much frailty and there's so much damnation in the world and all these things and they cannot, we have to be merciful. Well, then what a merciful to them after they ruin hundreds of thousands of young boys and girls lives and they murder millions of children. And he states that he's against abortion. He runs the entire every president uh, going way back and uh, they do what he tells them to do. Why do you think that the president's going out to the airport to meet him? Because it's his boss. The boss is coming back to town. Uh, I know that I've flown from one place to the other and the president never came out to greet me. And uh, this is the way it is. Uh, the Bible says, that beware of people where uh, everybody just uh, loves them so much because a person that is really of the Lord is not loved by the people of the world. They're hated. So anytime you see somebody being exalted like the Pope, you know that that's the devil. Why do I know that? Because the uh, meat, uh, Jesus is meat, the bread of life, the word of God tells you that. And if you don't believe that, well, then you're not saved. And you, if you're going to continue being stubborn to believe uh, the Pope and all kinds of false prophets, you're never going to be saved. You're going to spend eternity in hell. And then hell, death and hell will be thrown into the lake of fire with Satan and his angels. And don't let anybody tell you anything different because it is the word of God. So the Lord says, I've chosen you. All right, you didn't choose me. But after you know him, you better choose him, the word of God. Otherwise, everything that you did that you thought was religious or that was holy. Now, I'm not a religionist. I am a salvationist. Religion is of the devil, but salvation is of the Lord. Religion never saved one person's soul, but Jesus is the only one that can save your soul. Religion is wicked. I tried to go to those churches before I was saved, and I found them to be so obnoxious that I didn't know God, but I called out to him and said, yeah, you know, if you're there, if there is such a thing as you, if that's uh, those people in that church are of you, I want to be in hell, because I don't want to be in a place where they're at. And the Lord really got a kick out of what I said. He loved that because he doesn't want to be with them either. He's going to send them to hell just like a bunch of trash. He calls them chaff. Same thing. To be burnt forever. All right, Sharon, you have another letter. Yes. Where is it from? From Gambia, Africa. Okay, let's hear it. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, I was so glad to read your Christian literature, the Alamo Christian newsletter given to me by a friend. Though it is an older edition from September-October of 2003, I enjoyed it very much. Well, the Bible goes back uh, a lot farther than that, and I enjoy it very much too. 
So the things that the Lord has given me in the spirit, it's not old. It still is new today because it's winning uh, hundreds of thousands, even millions of souls all over the globe. Okay, then what else? I sincerely think that you are an end-time gospel messenger with the end-time message. Surely the world and the church need to hear these old-time bitter sermons against sexual immorality. Oh, that's not old-time. That's just as bright today and real today as it always was. What throws a wet blanket over it is when people say it's old-time. Uh, people are going to be judged by this old-time religion, which you call old-time, which is just new and vibrant today as it ever was. Okay, then what? against homosexuality and against Mystery Babylon, the Roman Catholic Church. The Pope, I heard him talking, says, we have to let these people go, these ones that raped these little uh, ultra boys and had oral and anal sex with them. He said, because, you know, the temptation is so great in the world. Well, what's good for you, Satan? Uh, why should it, uh, it, it couldn't apply to people of the Lord, which you're saying because that's totally an antichrist saying. You are one evil old man. I understand that you're about 81 years old. You've got one foot in the grave and the other one in the funeral parlor. And so you're gonna be going out to meet God one of these days, just like John Paul too, and you're gonna find out that you, who you are, you're like a wicked evil spirit. Then what? These kinds of sermons are becoming very rare these days. Oh, uh, well, I'm, they're not rare with my church, okay? We talk about this all the time. Then what? As the clergy of different churches prefer to preach the so-called sweet sermons that offend nobody in the church. Well, there's those sermons like that in the Bible. You people have to wake up, pick the Bible up for yourself. Don't listen to these false prophets. Then what? I pray that the Lord will prosper you the more and enlarge your coast. I am a missionary based in Gambia, and I reach out to villages in Gambia. Please, Pastor, I would like you to be my mentor and guide, considering that you are much older and experienced as a minister. Hey, now watch that. Much older. Okay, well, I, I probably am. I'm just kidding. Then what? Please send me a carton of your book, The Messiah, to the above address. I want to give one to every pastor and preacher in Gambia. That book is very powerful, and I read some parts of it that were published in the newsletter. I want you to also send me a carton of Bibles. This would assist me in my missionary work. Sometimes the people who have been led to Christ do not have Bibles, and they are too poor to buy one. Man of God, I want you to prayerfully consider how you can reach out to Gambia. It is a country of approximately 2 million people located in West Africa. The majority, 80% of the country, are Muslims while the remaining 20% are nominal Christians. Only 1% out of the 20% are truly born-again Christians. So, man of God, I want you to see how you can reach out to these perishing people with your powerful end-time ministry. Thank you for your urgent response. Yours in his vineyard, Evangelist Patrick Onuwaha from Gambia, Africa. All right, praise the Lord. I think we left off at chapter 7 of John. What verse was that? 35. 35. Okay, Sharon, go ahead and read. Then said the Jews among themselves, Whither will he go that we shall not find him? See, because Jesus said, Ye shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, thither you cannot go. Well, he's talking to these evil people. 
He's going to heaven, and they cannot go there. They cannot come there with him. Okay, then what? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? Yeah, then said the Jews among themselves, Whither will he go that we shall not find him? Will he go unto the dispersed? Okay, well, the Bible says that the Jews were dispersed, and they've been dispersed for 2,000 years. Uh, and they just recently returned to the homeland, which is Israel. They, God sent them into every nation because back then they said, let his blood be upon us and our children. Well, they've been cursed. Look at all the Catholic uh, Nazis that threw them into the uh, uh, ovens and into the incinerators and into pits. They killed them by the millions. Six million, I believe, is what they say that they killed my people, the Lord's people. So if they don't believe, we're not supposed to kill people. We're supposed to preach the gospel to them. So how could Hitler, a Catholic Hitler, uh, be a Christian, being a Catholic? And the uh, Catholic cult is the one that hates Jews. As I stated before, the man that owned Cashbox magazine, uh, Arnold, he um, he's Jewish. He changed his name, so, and the Pope wanted to be uh, on the national chart. So the Pope did a a recording of him singing or chanting or something. And he called my friend up that owned Cashbox. He's now deceased. And offered him a free plane ride back and forth to Rome. And when he got there, they had a motorcade there with a limousine and a bunch of motorcycles uh, bringing him into the Vatican. And the Pope was... Uh, very busy at the time, so he had one of his people take him through the catacombs, and, um, and he said, well, who are all these coffins? Who's in all these coffins down here? And the man said, uh, our enemies. And he said, well, who, who are your enemies? And he said, the Jews. And so he started cursing because my friend it was very salty when it came to uh, using profanity. And he said, get me back to the airport right now. I don't want to see that weasel, the Pope. I don't want to see any of you. So he took him back. And then this is, he, uh, we had a lot of conversation. I witnessed to him and he said, Tony, we know that you're right. All the people in the industry know that you're right. But what can we do? And I said, there's a lot you can do. You can pray to the Lord to put an end to this bunch of monkeys, these evil spirits. So so they're saying now, is he going, uh, where is he, how are we gonna, are we gonna be able to find him? Uh, whether will he go that we shall not be able to find him? Will he go unto the dispersed, all these Jews that have been dispersed throughout the nations for saying those things? Uh, eventually they were saying, kill him, kill him. That was before he, they did kill him. Uh, they were saying that among the, um, or will he go among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? They had no way he was talking about. What manner of saying is this? 
that he said, ye shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, ye cannot come. In the last day, that great day of uh, the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, with all this negative stuff about him, he yelled out to all the Jews there, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Uh, Verse 38, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, because the word of God is like life. It's like the water on the other side of the firmament. You have water to drink down here, and then we have the spiritual, the Holy Spirit to drink, uh, and it shall flow, make rivers of living water flow from our bellies. We'll be able to answer all questions by the Holy Spirit. But this spake he of the Holy Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Well, when was the Holy Spirit given? That was after the Lord's resurrection. And then after his ascension, he released unto the people that tarried and prayed and uh, were there to, in faith, believing that he was going to give them power. Because uh, it said that by John the Baptist, that ye shall have power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So they really wanted that power. And in this late day and age, just before Jesus comes back to earth again, the Bible said that this is the most wicked time ever. And therefore, we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit more today than any time. So the Holy Spirit then was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Well, what does it mean for Jesus to be glorified? That means after he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, And then, after he ascended into the kingdom of God and became the life-giving spirit, and uh, the people in the upper room on the day of Pentecost uh, were there gathered together, seeking, waiting for the Lord to pour out the Holy Spirit, and he did. And they were speaking in other tongues, that doesn't mean, I mean, the sign that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit is that you speak in tongues, but that is not necessarily, it is not the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is when you're in a meeting someplace or there's somebody there and uh, all of a sudden the Spirit of God falls on you and you start speaking in tongues and there's an interpreter there that will tell the person that the Holy Spirit is talking to exactly something in their life that nobody else knows. Like Susie witnessed to this Rabbi Sonderling in Los Angeles, and she was so young and beautiful, and the, uh, the rabbi said, daughter, why don't you go to dances and have fun with the rest of the children? And she said, well, uh, he, uh, she started speaking in tongues. And she, he yelled out, daughter, daughter, no, no, no. And uh, after the spirit left, uh, she said, what did I say? He said, I can't tell you. And she kept badgering him until he said, 
I was on the Bataan uh, March uh, in uh, overseas during the war. And when we were marching, I saw, I looked over to the right and there was a hill there and Moses was standing on it with his staff in his hand. And he was, uh, he was, uh, I saw it and I never told a soul about it because I'd be afraid what the Jews would do to me if I told them such a thing. And behind him was a cross in them and the Messiah was dying on the cross for the sins of the world. And Susie told me, then you know, and you have to tell the people in your congregation that. And he said, I can't, daughter, I'm too old, I can't put up with them. They will crucify me. And she said, well, it'd be better for you to be crucified and go to heaven than it would be for you to clam up or to not open your mouth and tell the folks so that they too could be saved. That's what the Holy Spirit, baptism of the Holy Spirit is all about. It's to edify and to show people that it's really the Lord is alive and knows something about you that you've never told anybody else. He never told anybody that he saw the Messiah dying on the cross and Moses standing before him. So verse 40, many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, of a truth, this is the prophet. Well, he's much more than a prophet. He said he was God, not just a prophet. And he said he is uh, Emmanuel, God with us. Verse 41, others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Well, uh, he came out of Bethlehem. Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh out of the seed of David? and out of the town of uh, Bethlehem, where David was? Well, Christ well, came out of the, uh, Bethlehem. But he uh, walked all over Jerusalem, uh, Israel. Verse 43, So there was a division among the people because of him. Well, there's a lot of people that there's a division today because I'm telling them things from the Old Testament that are 100% true, uh, if you will, 110%, 1,000% true. And some of them would have uh, taken him, but no man laid hands on him. They, they wanted to kill him, and that's what they want to do to all of us, too, for teaching things that they don't approve of. Isn't that something where a mere human being would, uh, being would say, we don't approve the word of God? No wonder God's going to send you to hell and into the lake of fire to where you can scream your head off and God will not hear you. He'll mock you. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him. Verse 46, the officers answered, never man spake like this man. Verse 47, then answered them, the Pharisees, are ye also deceived? Verse 48, have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed on him? Well, Nicodemus did. He came and believed on him at nighttime. He was afraid to be caught. And others too, Joseph of Arimathea. Verse 49, but, and um, 
Gamaliel believed in the apostle Paul, who was uh, of the Lord. Verse 49, but this people who knoweth and not the law are accursed. Nicodemus, here it is right here. Nicodemus saith unto them, uh, he that came to Jesus by night, uh, being one of the Pharisees and a believer in Christ. Verse 51, does our law judge any man before it hear him and know what he does? Verse 52, they answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? In other words, do you believe in Jesus too? Search and look, for out of Galilee uh, arise no prophet. Well, I was born in Joplin, Missouri, and uh, I was raised in Montana. Does that mean that I didn't come from Joplin, Missouri? I wasn't born there. That's what they're saying here. They're just doing anything they can to get rid of him because they were afraid he was going to take over the whole country and put them out of commission, that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Verse 53, And every man went unto his own house. Now, that is the end of chapter 7. Chapter 8 states, verse 1, um, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. Verse 3, And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, verse 4, they say unto him, Master, uh, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses, the polygamist, had three wives. In the law, commanded us that such should be uh, stoned to death. But what sayest thou? In other words, uh, this they said, tempting him, seeing if uh, he believed in the law of Moses. He said he didn't come to destroy the law, but he came to fulfill it. That they might have something to accuse him of. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he uh, heard them not. Well, it was uh, Jesus that wrote the Ten Commandments with his finger. And so he uh, is saying, doing, he's uh, not uh, denying the law. What, what he did say is verse 7, so when they uh, continued uh, asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. So he didn't deny the Lord. He said, Yeah, that's right. They are to be stoned to death. Do it. Only do it, those of you that uh, are without sin. And they all went away.
All right, well, my time is up, and so now is the time for us to pray. None of you are opposed to praying, are you? Unless we have some uh, Pharisees in our listening audience, and I know that we do. So, uh, you want to be saved. You want to receive every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, say this prayer to the Lord, and you'll be saved. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit, wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that all that call upon you shall be saved. Therefore, I am calling you. I've just called upon you, and therefore, I know that you've heard me. And I know that you've answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. All right, let us praise and thank the Lord and give him all the glory. And uh, Sharon, uh, you get it to yourself a King James Version of the Bible, the old-time old religion, and read it, because not the new King James. And so, Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of program number 614. It's free, including postage and handling. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying... Tune in again tomorrow so that you can have a great and more powerful insight to the Word of God to ensure your place in the kingdom of heaven. And um, uh, don't ever let any day slip by. This is myself singing, The Days We Let Slip By. The days we let slip by forever never will return like robins in the springtime when a day has come and gone it is then a part of eternity and time the can do tomorrow for us tomorrow never comes and we're the guilty ones the days we let slip
forever, never looking up to cheer someone around us when a soul has come and gone. Was it saved or lost to the clouds or fire below? The days we let live by forever we will have to face when judgment stands before us. How much we should have cared